Welcome to BCM Reviews. I'm your host, Brian, and today I'm joined by a returning guest. He's making his third time coming back. Carl, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me for a third time, man. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so today we're doing our revisited series yet again, but for a very special occasion. As we all know, in about two weeks from now, <clears throat> Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out, which yes, a lot of people are very, very, very excited for because of the speculation, because the rumors, of the, the rumors, the 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 history, and all of the things. We will we will see if everything that's been speculated and talked about about this movie is has come true. You know, like Tobey Maguire, Andrew. Possibly Daredevil, um, you know where where is the, where will the the Spider-Man character move on into the future? So, for this, I decided that let's review all of the Spider-Man movies. So we're gonna do the Sam Raimi movie, Spider-Man One, Two, and Three. We're gonna do the Andrew Garfield movies, Spider Amazing Spider-Man One and Amazing Spider-Man Two, and we're gonna do the two Tom Holland movies. Um, yeah, so, all right, so let's get started with the first one, Spider-Man 1 that came out in 2002. So I'm going to ask you, Carl, uh, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Yes, yes. Do you remember where you were exactly? Uh, my mom, uh, I was at home and then we, <clears throat> my mom ordered the movie from Jumbo Video major mm, throwback I remember. I remember i remember that oh my god and then i was like what seven six and when i saw that movie bro but like toby mcguire spider-man bro like his old movies it was so amazing as a young boy bro like mm. i don't know what to say i really don't know mm. how are you man um i remember uh, i lived at in winnipeg at the time I believe, I remember me, my sisters, and my mom, we all gathered to, uh, not the living room, but I believe in my, because my mom had her own television set in her room, and it played on television. And I remember, um, because I was really, really, really into Batman. It was like Batman and nothing else, right? Yeah. And then I was like, Spider-Man, okay, I, you know, I, I don't like spiders, but okay, I'll check this, I'll check this movie out. And I'm not gonna lie, I, I I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan, yeah. but overall I enjoy the character, the mythos, the the rogues gallery of villains and stuff like that, like the whole history and mythos, and I understand why people gravitate toward the character like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we of course weren't born the day of, like when when this movie came out. Um, uh, I remember hearing about how when this movie came out, it was a re it was a really big deal, because in terms of um, where the comic book movie um, industry was, because in 1997, Batman and Robin basically, in a way, destroyed that whole, um, like you know, destroyed comic book movies, you know, or at least sure. killed the Batman franchise, right? The year after we had Blade with uh, Wesley Snipes in 1998. Oh, 98. 98. Yeah. 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 
in 2000, we got the X-Men movies, right? Yes. And I believe 2002, we got Spider-Man. And people were excited because, you know, a lot of people grew up on Spider-Man. A lot of people wanted to see Spider-Man in his full glory brought to the big screen. And this yeah. was a very big deal. And a lot of filmmakers at the time brought in a lot of pitches on how they would do Spider-Man. Uh, David Fincher wanted to do a Spider-Man, but the problem was that it was too dark and that the film was going to be basically kind of like a 10-minute music video segment, which basically talks chronicles all of uh, Peter Parker's life. And it was going to start when uh, Gwen Stacy died. Ooh. Yeah. With Toby? Uh, not with Toby, because usually when you have a pitch, you bring the idea that you have to, to the studio. And yeah. it, 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 he didn't really have any, like, a cast or, like, uh, um, you know, a choice of actors he wanted to bring in. It was just basically an idea that he had that he presented to the studio, and they basically said no. Um, another one was, uh, what was it again? Uh, James Cameron. He brought a pitch for uh, how he would do Spider-Man. And I, I think the script is online. But I heard the script is really bad because uh, <laughs> do you know do you know who uh, James Cram Cameron wanted to get for uh, for Doc Ock? No, who was it? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> so ima imagine that you know you know Arnie doing uh, playing uh, as, as uh, Doc Ock, be like, yeah, Spider-Man, look at my arms. arms. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, I, I agree. I, I, I heard that, I, I heard that um, a lot of people who've read the script is to say that the script was really hard to go through because I heard that it was very mature and Spider-Man was really horny in that and stuff like that. And it was like really... <laughs> uh, it, no. it was really weird, and I don't know if you've seen this, but there were like these fan-made uh, fan-made um, posters because okay. the idea was that um, do you do you know those fan-made posters of like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was, I think that was the idea. I never, I don't think he ever had the idea of bringing Leonardo DiCaprio to that, you know to make that movie but i don't know it's all like rumors and speculation so okay. the way that we got the, to this movie was you know sam raimi who's a spider-man fan who comes from basically making like b-list um horror movies like evil dead and stuff like that like movies that are very cheesy and and at times sometimes campy and yeah. he basically came in with a pitch where it was kind of it was somewhat dark, but still, you can bring this towards like a, a um, the general audience, like kids and adults, and a lot of people would enjoy this. And what I enjoy about it is that, you know, a lot of work and a lot of time was put on this movie in order to make sure that everything looked and felt right. Like when you watch, when you look at that movie. A lot of it is kind of like ripped from the pages of a comic book, of a Spider-Man comic book. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Spider-Man swinging, Spider-Man hanging from buildings and stuff like that. You, you really had that uh, that idea and that that felt that feeling that was put into that. So, 
you know, instead of uh, less, uh, less talking about that, let's talk more about like what the stuff that we enjoy about this movie. Oh, All right. So I'm going to start off. Um, I'll say Tobey Maguire. I feel that, you know, for a lot of people, Toby is somewhat of a mixed bag because Toby was a bit older than your regular high school student was at the time because I think he was mid-late 20s at the time. Like, do you remember that scene when they're in, like, the high school field trip? Most of those kids were, like, in their, like, late 20s and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, um, I, I enjoyed it. I felt that he was very, I mean, looking back at it now, I understand why he was chosen because Toby has boyish qualities to him like he looks like he looks like a kid you know like that yeah. you know even even as older as he gets he still can't really shake off that boyish quality that he has and i do however feel that he doesn't really have he, he he's not the full package spider-man really oh yeah but i would say he was the full package of peter parker I think like his. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. His Peter Parker was good. I just felt that what was lacking in his Spider Man was kind of like the, um, the quips. You know what I mean? Like he would say some slick shit to his enemies. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like the humor wasn't yeah, really there. Yeah, I as, agree. Yeah, yeah. But like, I liked his version of Peter Parker because, I guess it's it's because you can like relate to like mm-hmm. real life. Um, yeah, I agree. High school. It's the uh, yeah. everyday man quality to it, and a, a little side story. Um, the actor who played uh, who played Flash Thompson in that movie, uh, Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Uh, he told the story about how someone on set basically gave basically gave uh, he didn't give him, but like that bet him like, "Yo, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you punched uh, Tobey Maguire uh, in his face, you clock him, and stuff like that." What the fuck? I know, right? And he basically was like, "No, I'm not gonna do it because uh, if I if I hurt him, I'm gonna put I'm gonna be kicked off the set. Not only that, but it'll like push the movie back, and he'll have to recover, and you know, the studio's gonna lose money and all that type of stuff." Because I remember hearing about when he was uh, first cast, a lot of people weren't onto it because you know. He was just, you know, scrawny kid and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, he didn't really do a lot of, like, how can you say, his own stunts because that's just, like, other people in the suit doing stunt work for him and, and doing those fight scenes. So, I mean, for what he did, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and I think that he really uh, brought his own trademark to it. You, do you have anything to add, uh, Carl? Um, I heard somewhere. Well, I, I heard some rumors. Remember that scene in the fucking cafeteria when he, when uh, oh oh Manhattan yeah yeah was yeah. on a fall. Apparently, it took him one hundred fifty two. Uh, one hundred fifty six. Yeah, one hundred fifty six takes six and takes. Yeah, and it was a sixteen hour whole like filming period that it took in order to get that whole uh, that whole thing right and yeah. Yeah, that, that, that seems crazy. Um, is there anything, any other good stuff that you enjoy about this movie, Carl? Or 
uh, the guy who was playing Harry Osborne. Oh, James um, Franco. Yeah, Franco. He did a yeah. really good job. Yeah, I I agree. Um, you know, he's not a basically a really good popular person to talk about, but for what he, yeah. I mean, he wasn't like a good actor from the start. You know, he he did his he had his come up with that show. Uh, what was that show again? Uh, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Geeks. Yeah. So you know, slowly through doing more work, I think that he slowly he slowly perfected. got better too. Yeah, yeah, he got better and better and stuff like that. Um, oh, another one. Uh, J.K. Simmons as uh, oh. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> no one can replace him. No I agree. I, I I agree. No one. No one can replace him. I I feel that J.K. Simmons. Like when you read a comic book and you have like, you know, J. Jonah Jameson, who's like, I want picture of the Spider Man <laughs> and all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And I I really you know what I'm willing to bet that. A lot of the stuff he says, he ad libbed. Like he, like I, I'm willing to bet he ad libbed most of the stuff and stuff like that. Um, another one is that I felt that this movie really set the foundation for future Spider-Man films. Spider-Man. So you kind of really see that through that this first film, it basically set everything that was like needed for future Spider-Man films to move forward. You see that in. Andrew Garfield, we see that in um, Tom Tom, Ho- Tom Holland, and you really do see that really, um, really prevalent. Um, another, oh, go ahead, man. I just want to add. I do think that Spider-Man One is like the Marvel movie. Like that was the first Marvel movie that like started everything. Like this movie was so successful, and then pretty much a like gave them like um how can i put it together it basically made them like um more open to do like more marvel movies if you yeah get what I mean. um I-, I follow you um when you're on well while we're on that i'm just gonna little side note there um the year after i think you had the ben affleck daredevil movie which yeah. wasn't good but it kind of borrowed that same, those same elements from from the uh, Sam Raimi movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, to be honest with you, it didn't really work that well. Um, then they tried it again with Fantastic Four, if I remember. It didn't work. Um, didn't work out. Um, oh, the Hulk. One. The Hulk. What? Like, oh yeah, no, the Hulk. Like, the movie. Hulk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the movie it didn't work that well in, in that movie as well. Um, another one is um, uh, Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe. Now, I'm not gonna lie, Willem Dafoe is serious and funny at the same time in this role. Shoot. Like there are times when, like he even said that there's like a. There's like an edge to the character that he, when he plays the, where he's more like there's like tragedy and then there's comedy. Like, you know, that scene when um, the Green Goblin manifests, manifests himself into um, to uh, to Norman Osborn and he's looking himself at the mirror and he yeah. throws the drink into the air and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, yo this dude's crazy <laughs> stuff like that. But- 
the only thing that I didn't like is that his character didn't have waves, bro. Like, if you read the comics, no, nah, nah, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't have liked the wave to be honest. With you. I, I think the, uh, I, I think yeah. that Norm, um, Willem Dafoe is a really like good actor because um, he has like a really elastic face to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I remember hearing about when they were doing like screen tests for um, for the Goblin. One thing that they were looking to do was they were like making like a, a mask, which mm-hmm. is like animatronic, so it moved whenever he moved. But the issue was that it cost a bit too much money, and not only that, but one of the producers on it, um, what's his name, uh, Avi Arad, basically was kind of like it looks silly. And you know, it uh, it didn't work t- uh, too too well with what they were trying to do. Are, are you looking? Are you looking at? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. basically the idea that we're, that they were um, originally trying to do. But honestly, I kind of prefer this look. It looks a little bit more practical. Like you can see that what he's wearing is basically like combat armor, and the mask is basically, I think, maybe something that he made, and you know, the glider and everything. So. I kind of enjoyed it. It's not like comic book accurate, you know, because, you know, in because later, in, in later, in later in the in later in, um, interpretations of the Green Goblin, uh, he becomes like a fully fledged monster, like a like a big monster and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm really happy that they went with that look, not. The other one because the other one kind of looks creepy bro like, nah. yeah yeah i agree i agree i think it would have give uh given kids a uh, nightmare and stuff like that. yeah uh another one is the setting so of course this takes place in new york um for me it's also a double-edged sword because i don't know i, I felt that at times the um the people of new york at times felt a bit too cartoonish you know what i mean yeah, like you, you know, like when you see like um, that expose piece on, like you know when pe- they're asking the people how they feel about Spider Man, right? And you know you have that one guy who's like, I don't like him. He stinks. You know what I mean? And it really, uh, and you have that other girl who was like eight legs, kind of hot. I was like. <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. I, I mean, I think it's because the filmmaker. Uh, that uh, Sam Raimi has like an element of cheesiness, and okay. you know, around the time when Spider Man was, um, you know, coming around, it was during like the Silver Age where things were really campy and stuff like that. You had the old school um, feel to it. You know what I mean? From back then in the '60s when Spider Man first came not came on the scene. Uh. Is there anything good you would like to add on, uh, Carl? Anything you enjoyed? Uh, all right, let's talk about memorable. Uh, no, no, a little oh. side note there. Memorable scenes. Um, the upside down kiss. You know, for the longest time, that has been relationship goals for a lot of people. Before. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Green Goblin and uh, Spider-Man: The Final Fight. I'm not gonna lie. That that scene when uh, Green Goblin was beating on on Spider Man, I don't know. That looking at looking back at it now, that shit was just funny. 
<laughs> no, I'm serious though. Like it is, it is, it is, it is, it is because you know it, it's it's really. I, I I mean I understand that the intention was not to be comedic, but the way that it's fr- that it's filmed, where you're looking at it, where um, Green Goblin is being the aggressor, and anything that Spider Man is doing is basically useless, and. Uh, you know, it, it, it's really, it's really funny. Uh, versus uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Being the living dog shit. I'm, I'm gonna ask you, Carl. Who got, who got it worst? Uh, Batman and Dark Knight Rises, or uh, Hulk in Infinity War, or Toby? Hulk. <laughs> Hulk. They kind of did him dirty at the end of that movie, man. Yeah, I agree. Like, kinda look at when he's doing the web shield. Yeah. Stop that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Be- Another scene, too. Oh, yeah. Um, when Spider-Man saved Mary Jane, and then Mary Jane asked him, Who are you? Remember? I'm your favorite. I am your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, and then it became like a meme for like the longest time. Yeah, I, I remember. You know, this uh, <laughs> this mo- movie has aged very well. I, I would say that this is really, you know, it's really good. Um, all right, so let's talk about the bad. Um, I would. Um, hey, do you want to start off with this one or? Uh, uh yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. I want to say. Toby being a crybaby and also Mary Jane yelling too much. Not yelling, screaming too much. Bro. I agree. You, you know why? Because why? the director, Sam Raimi, comes from horror movies. Movies, yeah. And one of the main things that he does is that he likes to have screaming women in I his know. movies and stuff like that. So that's somewhat of a constant. Um, you also have that in... Um, in the second movies and the third movie movies um, and it's really uh, a constant and uh, it's very I, I, I didn't like it um <laughs> another one is the impractical cgi like i'm not gonna lie the cgi is really groundbreaking but the thing is is that the cgi felt a little bit too unrealistic because if you look how spider-man is moving especially when he's wet swinging yeah yeah. It's not realistic in the scientific way where we're like, there's a lot of G-force that you're taking when you're swinging like 100 miles an hour at, at his speed. And the way, and there's not like a lot of wind re- resistance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's like a, there's a lot of uh, science that goes on to that, which I felt that in this first movie, they sort of ignored. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you talking about like that scene at the end when Peter Parker is like g- giving a speech and then he was like swinging around because I watched that movie a few months ago and uh, at the end, the CGI kind of looked like off. Not just the end, but like through, throughout the whole movie, the CGI was, was like kind of off sometimes. But at the same time, the movie came out back in 2002. I agree. So... I mean... It's excusable, I understand. And, you know, CGI was sort of slowly started to become a big thing back then. Thing. Yeah. But it's it's all right. I mean, I just think that 
there needs to be a bit more work that needs to be put in at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, another bad thing, the extras. I'm not going to lie. A lot of it felt funny at times. The extras in those movies, like, um, there's a scene when uh, Green Goblin's attacking the parade. And you have that woman who's pointing and say, hey, it's Spider-Man and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, it, it really at times they pulled you out of the movie because of how impractical it is and how goofy and cheesy it is. And I feel that it's somewhat of a remnant of the, um, of Batman and, uh, and Robin, you know, the old 97 movie where Seven, they made yeah. uh, Batman, uh, you know, a joke and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you know, I, <laughs> I just didn't like it, you know, I, and, 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 you know, I, I just felt that, I don't know, you need to get better extra. That's how I felt. True. True. All right. Um, it's cheesy. I just didn't really understand the, the relationship between Toby and, uh, and, uh, Mary Jane. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to lie. At times, it felt like a toxic relationship. And this is something that you don't just see in this movie. You see it in the second movie, and you see it in the third third, movie. Third movie, yeah. I feel like Mary Jane was kind of playing with his feelings at the same time. I agree. I agree. And also, uh, Peter was doing the same thing. And I'm kind of like, you should have gotten at least Gwen Stacy for this movie, I felt. Yeah. Gwen Stacy, I felt, was more more of a of an equal in the um intellectual sense in the comics where Gwen Stacy and Peter were more like, you know, study buddies and stuff like that. You know, they'll talk that, about yeah. science and, and nerd stuff and all that type of stuff. Um I'm gonna ask you, um, because it's been almost twenty years since this since this movie came out, so yeah. how does this movie live up? And how do you think that this movie relates to um, far, uh, No Way Home? Like, what do you mean? Like, what I'm, I'm asking you, like, two questions. How has this movie lived up since then? In terms of, like, the influence and stuff like that. And how do you think that this movie... Uh, how do you think that this movie affects, you know, No Way Home? Like, you know, because Green Goblin is alive. We saw yeah. him in the trailer. He's going to be in the movie. And, you know, one of the interesting things is that he's, he, he died, you know, in yeah, a funny oh, way. But, like, the thing, like, I'm going to answer your question. Mm-hmm. The film lived up pretty well but the thing that i don't understand is that those there's characters that like died in the movies they like brought him brought them back does that mean that they're gonna go back like in the past or in the present because we know that uh, dr octopus mm-hmm. died in the second movie mm-hmm. but in the trailer of no way home he's in it like I don't I know mean, how they're gonna but the, fit but the in. thing but but the thing about 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 Doc Ock was that Doc Ock uh, died. Well, we presu- we assumed that he died when he dropped the um, 
the uh, the sun thing. I forget what it's called. In down the down in, in in the river. In the river. So yeah. what he basically said in an interview was that. Uh, I'm assuming that maybe it brought him into the world of the MCU, that sun thing, and because okay. of it, it caused an occurrence within the multiverse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that when Doctor Strange was doing that spell, it was his gateway through, you know, to a... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Do you, okay. you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing also... Sandman, because I know that at the end of Spider-Man 3, Sandman and Peter, they weren't like good buddies, but like they, they made up. They made up? Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming that maybe, that maybe Sandman might be a, uh, a hero or maybe he might be an ally to Peter because I'm also confused because for one, I mean, because for one, it's like, is there, all right, if Tom Holland isn't there Spider-Man. And like, you know, you even saw in the trailer, like, who are you? I, I don't know you. Like, you're, you're not my Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like, it'll be really interesting to see how this whole thing plays out when, when uh, No Way Home drops. So, you know, we're going to get into that, you know, Carl. We're going to get into that. Into as that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to give out my rating. It's a really good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, my rating is 8 out of 10. 8.2 out of 10. 8.2. Mm, out of 10. Pretty good. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's get to Spider-Man 2. Mm. All right. So this is the second movie. And for a lot of people, it is considered to be the greatest Spider-Man movie ever. I agree. I agree. I'm going to disagree. <laughs> Tell me. I think that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is better. No. Come on. Come on, Carl. Uh, it's come kind on, of, Carl. of a tie. It's no, it's not tie. a tie. It's not a tie. It's not a tie. Because I felt <laughs> that... What that movie did was it really gave you like the full package Spider-Man in the sense of like it really not only was it a Miles Morales story, but it was also a story about it, it really felt soulful, it felt joyous, and it really gave you everything that you love about Spider-Man in that movie. Movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. More than I felt Spider-Man 2 ever did. Now, of course, some people disagree, but then again, you know, art is subjective, and I still, you know, I just recently saw it, like, last week, and for me, it's a still a, it's a really good movie. Like, the animation, the story, everything about it was great, you know what I mean? So, let's talk about the good here, man. Um, I would say that... Uh, the web slinging in this movie looks better and the action scenes are really good. And uh, I think a lot of it is due to maybe uh, the, the filmmakers basically took, uh, looked at, you know, what they were doing with the Matrix movies, you know, with the action and everything, how they were fighting in the sky and all that. 
and basically yeah. took that template and borrowed it and used it into the into the Spider-Man movies. Um, Doc Ock is a good villain. I yeah. felt that he's like a he's a, a relatable villain that you can care for. I mean, he's a questionable individual, but you know, I really enjoyed uh, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, and not only that, but um, I also like the 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 tentacle, the arms. You know how um, it was it, the uh, it was all practical, and they had like individual people like moving the arms and stuff like that. You know, allowing that, and they were moving in a way where like they gave off like emotions and feelings, and you can really see that. Uh, level of detail into that uh into that uh how, how do you feel carla what, what do you what do you like about this movie they took everything from spider-man one and they made it better in mm -hmm. spider-man two i agree uh what can i say um harry osborne and peter's relationship changed you know because harry blaine's spider-man that his dad died so mm -hmm. you so you can tell that harry has like this you know objective that he wants to to get revenge mm -hmm. for his dad which was really good um mary jane got a new boyfriend or a fiance doesn't fucking add up doesn't add up for me it doesn't add up like i felt off mm -hmm. i do think that they should The only, my only problem with the movie is they should have added like Gwen Stacy in the second. Mm, I, I agree. I, I agree. I felt that Gwen Stacy works better. I mean, yeah. I guess, I mean, I, I enjoy, it's not that I hate Mary Jane. I just felt that in some iteration, the interpretation, she just feels a bit too whiny and, and, and all that stuff. And I do enjoy her in the Spider-Man video game, the PS4, yeah. where she's more like she's more like an asset, and you can really feel their chemistry and stuff like that, like through that, through in that game. Um, Spider-Man became a better fighter. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Remember. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like, you know that scene when like Doc Ock and uh, Spider-Man are fighting in the rooftops. Yeah. And here's that, and here's that one thing. I never understood. Spider-Man has super strengths. Automatic KO for Doc Ock. Do you think? True. Yeah. Automatic yeah. KO no, I do. because he should either be KO or dead. And I understand that in some comic books they would say stuff like Doc Ock has like a metal plate in his head and due to that he can withstand all the attacks and stuff like that. I mean... I understand that in some comic books, Spider-Man pulls his punches, and he's not as raw as like other people like that. But it's something that I never really understood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I would say that the film is less cheesy. Um, you don't really feel like the cheesiness of it. It feels a bit more. It felt a bit more real to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I would say that the suit looks better. I felt like the the colors are more defined, like it's more red. The eyes were white. Um, as uh, you know, how um, when Spider-Man actor is like the 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 uh, the mask basically covers the mouth, and you could see like the mouth move through the mask. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Like the little detail, especially when he was in that elevator. You could really see that. <laughs> um, which, you know, the elevator scene was really good. Um, I really enjoyed the theme. Um, the theme music, you know, is composed by Danny Elfman, who made uh, stuff like... Uh, uh, what was that movie again? Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I think. He made... Never seen uh, it. It's a Tim. It's like a Tim Burton movie. It's uh, uh, the the two Batman movies with Michael Keaton, Batman, and Batman Returns. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. So you could really feel the. Um, I really enjoyed the intensity, the, the intensity, and, and the stakes. Yeah. And I'd also say that J. Jonah Jameson is better in this movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. As he and as well in the third movie as well. <laughs> like that scene when he when when Peter asks asks him asks him for a raise, and he just laughs. <laughs> oh man! And I also that. think that the movie has like memorable scenes. Like if we take the train. Oh man! I, I, we, I was about to get to that man. The train scene. <laughs> the train that scene. that that is the most iconic Spider-Man scene ever that we've seen oh. in, in in cinema. Um. Hmm. When he lost his power. When he lost his powers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, we're gonna get into that. Um. I'll, all right. So let's so let's get to the bad. There's a lot of bad that I felt that. You know, there's certain aspects of this movie that this is why I don't really put it in like my top uh, in my favorite Spider-Man movie. I felt that this movie and the story itself basically set up sets up Peter to fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, he loses his job. Everybody treats him like shit. He's not doing well. You know, um, he is confessing to Aunt May that uh, he 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 got Uncle Ben killed. And you know, Aunt May is like, you know, of course, you know, reasonably she sh- she should be mad, but I just felt that everybody treats them like shit, and it's kind of like I understand that the whole thing about Spider Man is that there's an everyday man quality to him, but at the same time, it's kind of like you're too mopey, you know. That's why I never really could get into Spider Man or, you know, get into Toby. It's kind of like. I don't know. It's kind of like you're 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 taking too much right now. You know what I mean? You're taking too much of the weight of the world on you, and I just feel that it's unfair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know that scene when uh, Harry slaps him twice. I do remember. Oh man! Like that was uncalled for. But... That was uncalled for. That's one. But number two, it's kind of like I understand that he uses the. Um, that whole his Peter Parker persona of being like a meek individual as a way to dissuade people from from him being Spider-Man. It's the same thing with Clark Kent and, 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 and Superman. It's the same thing with Bruce Wayne and Batman. But I feel that, I mean, there's an evolution to Peter Parker. He starts off as a nerd, he gets bitten by a spider, and... He sort of has this transformation where he's a bit more assertive. He, he he stands out for himself, but he's not to the point where, you know, there's like change, and you know what I mean? 
And I felt that that's why I put um, I put um, Tobey Maguire so low on the list because he's great. I mean, he he kind of he kind of like was the one who kind of set it off. But I also feel that he wasn't, um, you know, he never really grew out of that Peter Parker high school, like being like a, a push, uh, shove, uh, being pushed around. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he was being shoved over and stuff like that. You know, and I and I felt that he never really moved out of that. What do you, what do you say, Carl? I do think that there's one thing that I didn't like about Spider-Man 2. I remember when Peter, I'm pretty sure he was like a student for Doc Ock. They should have added Gwen Stacy as a new student at that scene. Yeah, you're, you're, I, mentioning, you're mentioning a lot of Gwen Stacy, Carl. Bro, because Gwen Stacy is like one of my favorite characters in that universe. You know? Mm. Be, because it's basically, she's basically Peter Parker, but like a but a girl version, mm-hmm. not like uh, I, I get. I get what you're saying. Girl. With, like you know, both smart, both like nerdy. I so agree. I think because Mary Jane moved on from him. Yeah, and yeah, I, I agree, and and I still don't like Mary Jane in this movie. To be honest with you, no, nope. no. Nope. And Same. there's a constant thing where she needs to be saved, and if you look at these movies, Carl. These movies are all the same when you think about it. They start yeah. off the same with Peter Parker narrating. They end the same way with uh, with Gwen Stacy needed to, uh, not Gwen Stacy Mary Jane needing Mary to be Jane. saved. And it's getting repetitive. It's getting repetitive, and it's kind of like it, it started to feel a bit too toxic for me. Like I feel that Mary Jane and and Peter Parker. They're gonna end up being on the Mori show one day. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like that version of Mary Jane because yeah. in the comics she was kind of of like a bad bitch, you know? If you get what I mean. If you watch like the old like Spider-Man shows, she wasn't like whining, annoying character. She was like she had a purpose. And that show, like, she was like the center of the attention, but not like always yelling. Like in the comics, she, she would always like give um, advice to Peter. But in that one, she needs to be saved by him, like, con- like multiple times. Mm. Uh, all right, um, let's move on. The doctor's visit. Now, I'm a bit of a mixed bag on this one. I feel that. I felt that with uh, with the whole secret identity thing, I always feel that Peter needs to be more careful. And when he basically said that he had a dream, or at least someone told him a dream where they were Spider-Man, and, you know, and all that type of stuff, and, and, and basically it plays out like maybe the reason why is because... Uh, Maybe your 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 feeling is telling you maybe you should give up on being Spider Man or and stuff like yeah. that, and you really have that really awesome scene with uh, with uh, Peter and Uncle Ben, where uh, Peter is basically renouncing his vow 
in 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 protecting you know in, in you know protecting the the city and 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 being spider-man stuff like that which i really that is a really good scene by the way um i i don't know i i feel um i don't know i just feel that if that that movie was kind of like of a con for me that scene was a con for me because I don't know. I, I usually feel that people should be really careful with their secret identities. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. And I feel that it was kind of like a, that's an L. You know what I mean? Um, again, Peter is too meek. And uh, you remember that scene when uh, Peter's just uh, living a normal life and he's eating a, a hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a, you know, that's tofu. Because Tobey really? Maguire is a vegan. He's a vegan. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you have Bleecker Street, which is uh, really interesting because they name dropped uh, Doctor Strange, which is very interesting because you know, yeah, Doctor Strange is a multiverse of madness, and you have Doctor Strange and uh, Far uh, No Way Home. Um, let's see. Oh, the film has a lot of good um has a lot of good uh extras so you have donald rollins uh who's kind of the guy from the Chappelle show you know that guy who uh basically sees spider-man taking uh uh basically see uh hold on i'm gonna show you this you, have you seen the Chappelle show carl no yeah uh, really funny carl uh let me give you give me a moment uh, Donald Rollins, uh, Spider-Man 2, so, guy from the Chappelle show, <laughs> so you remember that scene? Whoa, that guy took his pizza and stuff like that. So you have him, you have Phil Lamar. A great voice actor who did the voice of uh, uh, what's his name, um, Green Lantern in the Justice League show. Uh, you have Daniel Day Kim who who's going to be playing uh, Fire Lord Ozai in the uh, Netflix shows. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Um, when I do the review. Yeah, so, like, so great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um I'm gonna ask you I mean we already touched on this, but the film lived up very well. For a lot of people it's considered to be one of the greatest Spider Man movies, but I beg to differ. I still yeah. say Spider Man into the Spider Verse is superior. Your but, opinion. You know, my opinion. My yeah. opinion. Um so we already discussed about how this could relate to No Way Home. And I'm gonna give you my rating. Right. I give it an eight point five out of ten because, as you said, it basically took what we loved from the first movie and amped it up. I also feel that um, Peter uh, Toby was getting a bit more better as Spider-Man because he kind of was doing like the quips. You know how uh, in the scene where. Um, Doc Ock was attacking, was uh, stealing money from the bank, 
and you know Doc Ock was throwing money at him, stuff like that, and he like threw it back and says, "Here's your change." You know that scene? Oh, remember that scene? The hell? Yeah. Anyway, I haven't seen the movie in a minute. We ain't seen the movie in a minute. It's all right, man. It's all right. Um, but it it was one of those scenes that I felt that he was really being comfortable into getting really at ease with uh, playing Spider-Man. So how would you rate this, Carl? I would give it a 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10? Yeah. All right, all right, it's good. So, Spider-Man 3. God. All right, all right, all right, all right, Carl, 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 <clears throat> calm down, calm down. <laughs> so, all right. So, I remember um, I sent you an email, well, not email, but like a message saying that Sam Raimi was going to direct a Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse yeah. of Madness, and you told me that you were worried because, you know, Spider-Man 3. But let me, let me tell you this, Carl. I don't blame Sam Raimi for what went wrong with Spider-Man 3 because at the end of the day, that was the studio at the time who basically were like, okay, we did a lot. We did a good job with the first two movies. Why don't we add more of what people loved? So, more characters, a bit more world building, and really like stuff it. You know what I mean? And I and 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 you know I don't know if you ever seen this interview, but he never wanted to add Venom into this movie. True, I saw it too. And that he never was really into Venom. He was more into like people like Green Goblin, Doc Ock, and you could really tell where his mindset was at because you know Venom dies in this movie. Um, and also, I don't blame because I did my research. I don't really blame him anymore. Mm -hmm. It's because the studio got greedy. Yeah, it, the studio know? got greedy, and you know, you know what's even interesting is that. Kevin Feige was a associate producer on those movies. So I'm sure that, you know, because a year later he started uh, Iron Man, he, 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 Iron Man 1 came out. Yeah. And I'm sure that he took the lesson that he learned from that movie and basically was kind of like, okay, we, we, there, there, there's something fundamentally wrong in giving the audience a bit too much. And having too many storylines in one movie. Yeah. So basically, what we need to do is we need to simplify our movies, not to make them too complicated, and basically keep people entertained and engaged. You know what I mean? So I yes. think that's basically the lesson that he learned from, you know, Spider-Man Three. So let's talk about the good Carl, because as bad as this movie is, well, it's not bad, but I felt that. Could have been better. A lot. It could have been better. Like the good is Sandman, Thomas uh, Hayden Church's Sandman. Yeah. I felt that it was really good. I felt like the um, his story arc was very well done because it really falls within that tradition of him being a really a sympathetic. Uh, what I wouldn't call him villain. I'd call him more of an anti-hero. Anti-hero, yeah. But you know, he's someone who's trying to help his daughter and and, and all that type of stuff. Um, I would say the first 25 minutes of the movie are pretty solid. Yeah. 
the CGI and the action scenes are really good. And J. Jonah Jameson, as always, is really is good in this movie. <laughs> and uh, Spider-Man and Venom. Now, here's the thing. I don't, again, I don't blame uh, Topher Grace for what went wrong with this movie. I felt that Topher Grace, within the context of the story, where he's trying to be like the anti Toby Maguire, you know what I mean? And I feel yeah. that he really plays that very, he plays that very well. And, you know, he kind of really plays like the snobby reporter because it's very different from comic book uh, Venom, right? Because yeah. in the comic books, he's more like a ex-prison guy. He, 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 he's buffed out. He works out a lot. And when he gets in touch with the symbiote, all of that deep-rooted negative emotion that he has comes out to life and becomes Venom. And I get that within the uh, the context of the story, it makes sense. But I feel that what people really wanted was more of that comic book Venom that people love and enjoy. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I know uh, people didn't like the first Venom with Tom Hardy, but for what it is, I enjoyed it, you know? Yeah, same, same. I, for Tougher Grace, I do think that they could have added Venom and, well, not Venom, well, Venom at, at the end of the movie as a cliffhanger for like Spider-Man 4, because we already had other like stories. We had Sandman, we have Harry, Osborne, um, Peter, we got mm -hmm. Gwen Stacy's. Mm -hmm. uh, we had like a bunch of like um, stories, and then the movie sometimes it felt like out of place. Like it, it wasn't like as good as like I wanted, but like the stories were like I, all I, over I, the I places. Think, I, I agree. There's a lot of storylines in this movie, like. Like there, all right. So you have the main storyline between Peter Parker looking to get justice for Uncle Ben, right? You have that yeah. storyline number one. You have the symbiote that comes into place. You have Mary Jane and Peter's relationship. You have Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn. You have Peter with Eddie Brock. And Eddie Brock. Like, you have a lot of storylines here, and you have this, like, weird love triangle between Peter and... Harry. Ha well, not ha Well, Peter, Harry, and Mary Jane. And you and have Peter, Gwen Stacy, Eddie. who's in this movie, and uh, Mary Eddie Jane. Really? Yeah, Eddie Brock. Oh, yeah, Eddie Brock was... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, Gwen Stacy. used to date her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you have, all, you ha yeah, you have all of these things in this movie, and I'm trying to scratch my head, and I'm like, there's too much. Like, what, yeah. what were you guys thinking in the writers' room? You know what I mean? It's too much to ha you're ha you guys are handling a bit too much. Um, and the fact that the movie tried to be like edgy. You know how uh, Peter like had the freaking symbiote on him, and then he yeah. tried to be edgy. No, I I agree. It felt a bit a bit too Cringe. weird. 
No, and for me, I, I mean, here's the thing. I enjoy when Peter kind of, you know, embraces the dark side a bit because I feel that with everything that Peter has to go through, he needs to let it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel that Venom, like I remember, do you remember a Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, the oh, TV show? Yeah. So I remember I'm watching this, and it's uh, Peter with the symbiote suit, and he's fighting the Sinister Six. Yeah. And while yeah. he's fighting, he's like dealing with them and in like this really smart way, but he's a bit more brutal. And there's a scene where he's about to like kill a, a Doc Ock, and it's kind of like I really. I mean, not that I, I, I want him to kill or anything, but it's just like, I really like to see Spider-Man just for once really be like... Anti-hero. Not anti... Like, yeah, but at the same time, be like, I need to really put my foot down and really show that I'm serious right now. Like, I don't... Yeah. I'm not playing any games. It's time that y'all fear me right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I, I really, that's something that I really enjoy and I hope to to see in a Spider-Man. Um, let's talk about the bad. We already talked about how this movie handles too much. We also talk about, um, I would say, you know what? I'll even say it. MJ and Peter, terrible couple. Terrible. Yep. Um, straight off the rip. Um, the dance, when they're in the, the jazz club. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, the dance is terrible. Um, the dance when he he buys the suit suit was terrible. Is terrible, but you know it birthed a lot of memes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you already talked about the Venom symbiote comes out of nowhere. Uh, the fight scene at the end. Uh, yeah. Eddie Brock, like Tougher Grace, was being like trying to be mean, like. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Off. It felt off when he was trying to do it. Like, if you know what I'm talking about, I'm no. like, no, no. You, you're not, you're not, no, Mm-mm. you're not in the character much, bro. Yeah, um, I would also have to say that Toby's flaws as Spider-Man is starting to show. Um, I would say that Toby's emo look with the hair, yeah, parted. I- I, I, you know what? If they gave him like a slick back look, I I would have got it. But I don't know. It just feels weird. I mean, I mean the emo look can work well with certain people, but the emo look for Toby doesn't work well. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like you need to have a certain like look to yourself to really rock that whole like parted hair and, and, and stuff like that um oh another bad stuff um fake alfred's confession so you know how uh harry has that butler yeah and he basically reveals to him that it was your father who killed himself that night using his glider and i'm like my guy why didn't you didn't you tell this man <laughs> this guy almost like, lost like his face, and now you're like telling him that. No, it felt like, like it's too late. It's too late. Bro. Oh man. Um, Mary Jane needs to get rescued at the end, and uh, um, James Franco is a creep in this one. I'm not gonna lie. 
Like that, 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 you know, that scene when they're, he's eating pie and, yeah, he's, lo and he's looking at Peter and he gives him like the, the eye. I'm yeah. like, no, mm -mm. that's, that's no. way too creepy. So how do you, how do you feel, Carl? Uh, is there anything that I missed or is there like stuff that did about this movie that you didn't like? I just want to add one thing. I just, mm -hmm. I liked how Peter and Harry made up. You know, I mean, I, I guess yeah. I, I just felt that it felt a bit rushed, too rushed. Yeah. and it felt like a bit too weird because it's like, okay, I basically destroyed half your face and I'm coming to you because I need your help to save my girlfriend. And it's like, but he didn't know that though. He threw the grenade back, but, but he, well, the bomb but he didn't know that he like des destroyed half of his face yeah but he knew come oh. on carl he knew he he, yeah. he threw that shit back at him and then bam you know come yeah. on carl he he knew and yeah honestly let, let, you want, let's let's give the rating system now um, yeah <laughs> so uh my rating um i give this movie a, a six out of ten I give it a 6.5 out of 10. Why 6.5? <laughs> because some stuff didn't add up. Like the story. No, no, I gave it. If, if things, if, no, I gave it 6 out of 10. But if things didn't work out for you, you're giving it 6.5 out of 10. No. That means no. that there's something, there's stuff in this movie that works for you. Yeah, well, Venom, that's. Well, not really Venom, but like Black Spider-Man, because Spider-Man had like Black Air Force energy. Yeah, I agree. Time, I agree. You know? I agree. <laughs> how, how do you feel about the uh, the the Venom suit? The the Black Spider-Man suit. He looked good. Um, are you talking about like Venom or like or like both in black? Uh, both. both. Um, it looked really nice. Spider-Man looked really nice with that matte black suit, bro. Looked mm -hmm. very nice. Venom. Oh, you can go ahead. Well, the thing was, I heard that a lot of people didn't really like it because it's a symbiote, so it needs to be alive. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't really feel like the the suit felt alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not only that, but it didn't really feel. Um, you know how you have like the whole dual, uh, the Jekyll and Hyde, like the dual personas how like you have like inner dialogue between the symbiote and and uh and and peter and and, and brock yeah you, you know basically sort of like what they have with um with venom now you know i i really would enjoy it. i i think the film could have been a bit better if they would have had add like a an inner dialogue between the the symbiote the symbiote and the user you know what i'm saying yeah like like how it is in the comics um venom's look it looked great but he should have been like more buffer yeah i agree yeah 